actually has been okay in a lot of ways. It uh, has made the kids especially be more responsible for their own educations and has given them more agency over their practice habits because you just can't do as much hand-holding with them. So they've, my students at least, have gotten better about listening to themselves and they have gotten better about reporting back to me about how things sounded on their end because they'll play their piece and I'll say, well, it sounds like garbage on this end because... Because it's Zoom, how did it sound to you? And they really have to think about that and can't just put all the responsibility on their teacher to report back to them about how they sounded. So that's actually been really positive. Charlotte, you do a lot of lessons in bluegrass and old time and Irish classical music as well. But you find that it's sometimes good for the student to branch out to another style to address some technique issue. If I have a student who wants to do classical music, I often have them play some of the Irish music because it really drills some really specific, difficult bowing things. Or if I have a student who wants to play bluegrass music, I often have them play some of the classical music because there is a lot of classical repertoire that um, moves back and forth between the major and minor modes in a really interesting educational way, and that supports... um, some of their theory and some of the bluegrass tunes. What's an example of one you might put out there because it goes from major to minor? Uh, Let's see. Well, Blackberry Blossom is probably the easiest example of going from the major scale down to the relative natural minor. Charlotte, I bet there's a silver lining for Blackbird's music and and the lessons is that people who are not working have the time for music. Yeah, people who have a little bit of extra spare time and are just doing a thing they've always wanted to do, which is wonderful to see people be able to pick up music and be able to find an outlet for their frustrations and worries and anxiety so some of them some of the adult students that have started just during covid um don't have very specific goals uh that's just it's just time to do music and um that has been great actually it's nice to be able to start at the beginning with people without them having any idea of what they want to do Because you can just play them a couple of different styles and kind of see like, hey, where are you at in your life? Like, do you need a challenge to throw yourself into or do you need something that is like soothing and relaxing? Um, And it's kind of fun for me to, to, to talk through people's needs and preferences with them and really make sure that their music education works for them. Sometimes I will ask a student, especially if they are in a stressful phase of their lives, which is like some of my some of my teenagers, that's every week. <laughs> and some, some of the adults, that's every week. I'll just say like, hey, what, what are you in the mood for? Um, and sometimes it'll be like, I need something major or I need something minor or I need something fast or, you know, just if, if some whatever mood they need to throw themselves into. Um, 
And sometimes it's Irish and sometimes it's bluegrass, but often it's classical. And uh, people, people do come with an idea of what style they want to play, but they often don't know what's out there. And the opportunity to introduce them to styles of music that maybe they like just as much or more, or maybe just fits their mood that week. What's a piece that, over time, you've noticed that really affects students? I, the, the three Bach minuets at the end of book one tend to be like that. It's, it's challenging, both physically and from a theory perspective. So they, they tend to come back to it. Like it makes a strong impression on them. And then we loop back around to it over and over again. And they are really able to uh, feel their own progress when they loop back around to the back again. So yeah, and there's some others. There's uh, the Irish heirs in Matt, Matt Cranish's book sometimes work like that. You were saying that the Cranish book piece, Song of the Books, is a good example. Is that piece good for students? It is fully engaging um, because it is difficult. We usually do that piece when we're just learning vibrato and just learning to shift up to third position. Um, so it's totally focusing, but also it is often the first time that I totally free them from counting out the rhythm. <laughs> Usually I'm really a stickler about the rhythm um, and making sure that you can stay on beat. Um, and that's usually the first time I just say, let it go. Hold that note until you run out of bow or you've gotten your vibrato perfect. Just don't even worry about it. Sometimes that is fun and freeing for them. And sometimes that is actually really challenging, like, like kind of scary. I was wondering if there's anything in the current COVID environment that you think has legs that'll stick around once we get back to normal. It'll be really wonderful to just say, hey, if your kid is sick, we're going to do Zoom. And that's going to be fine. Or like, if it's a blizzard, all right, please don't drive. We're going to do Zoom today. And even if it's just one or two days a month, if a kid is sick or if it's terrible weather, that I think is going to take families' stress level way down. Charlotte Matis of Blackbird's Music Store, 3445 Cedar Avenue South in Minneapolis, online at blackbirdsmusicstore.com. When it comes to instrument purchases especially, it's a good idea to call ahead. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. <laughs>